This podcast is brought to you by the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. BOGO is back for one week only. Buy one and get one of the Eden Pure Thunderstorm free. Order at EdenPureDeals.com, code word Howie BOGO. Better strap yourself in. It's time for the Howie Car Show. I want to get to the heart of what I think you're raising. Which you have said is his age. Whoa, 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 whoa. I spend a lot of time with Joe Biden, be it in the Oval Office or the Situation Room. Because of you, Toyota, Volkswagen, Nissan, Tulsa. He cares so deeply about working people, about families. Brothers and sisters of the IABW. Live from the Matthews Brothers Studios. Why did the president say, hello, Virginia, and the real governor, Terry McCall? <clears throat> he was making a joke about Terry He was making a joke? joke. He was. I mean, if you play it back, it's clearly that the president was making a joke. What's the joke? You ever notice how men always leave the toilet seat up? That's the joke. Do we have a southern border? Yes, ma'am. Of course we then do. Then how come people can flow across it every single day? We Hundreds and thousands great. of people over the course. 300,000 people in December. Rump swabs, hacks, and moon bats beware. It's... Howie Carr. 844-500-4242 if you wish to join us here on the Howie Carr Show. Welcome to the Howie Carr Show, and we've been talking the last couple of days about uh, Carrie Lake, the uh, former gubernatorial candidate in Arizona, now running for the U.S. Senate in a a three-way race uh, with the incumbent and a a radical uh, Democrat who's got his divorce record sealed. Uh, Carrie Lake uh, released a tape that she secretly recorded with the uh, Arizona State GOP chairman, a guy named Jeff DeWitt, in which he basically offered her a a bribe, a, a legal bribe, I guess you'd say, to uh, to get out of the Senate race. And uh, he said that people, quote, back east want her out and they'd be willing to give her some money or give her a job to get out. And uh, she called him on it and uh, played the tape, released the tape, and uh this guy, Jeff DeWitt, is now the former chairman of the state GOP. But the question is, who are these powerful people back east? Sounds like it's like a Western movie, like Butch and the Sundance Kid, you know, with the Harriman, uh, Harriman Railroad fortune coming after them, or the businessmen from Taos going after Billy the Kid. Who was going, who from back east was going after Carrie Lake? So, Today, uh, a, a friend of the Howie Car Show, someone we've known for a long time, going back to the first uh, first fake Indian Senate race in uh, 2012, uh, Michael Patrick Leahy. Uh, he's the now the publisher of the Tennessee Star, and he has a talk show of his own in Nashville. He reported that. Uh, well, I, I'll let him tell you who. He says he has sources that tell him who the powerful people back east are that wanted to get Kerry Lake out of the fight. Thanks for being with us here today on the Howie Car Show, Michael Patrick Leahy. Howie, it is always a pleasure to speak with the talk radio king of Boston. We've been friends for a long time and have covered a lot of stories together. This one, Howie, is certainly something else. Now, we uh, I, I'm the CEO of a company that has state-based news sites in many states, including Arizona, where we have the Arizona Sun-Times and our great reporter there, Rachel Alexander. Um, I was in 
Phoenix uh, in uh, over the Christmas holidays, and uh, I know Jeff DeWitt, the chairman, former chairman now of Arizona GOP, and and uh, Carrie Lake, and I actually met with Jeff uh, over Christmas, chatted with him, and uh, I uh, the details on this recording it was recorded according to Carrie in February of 2023 in her living room, not a phone call, in her living room. And Jeff DeWitt had just come on as chairman of the Arizona GOP just a few weeks earlier. He'd been treasurer of the state of Arizona. He'd worked with the Trump campaign uh, and was for a brief time the CEO of a kind of a, a news aggregator company called Superfeed. Mm-hmm. And he'd resigned from that job just before he went over and took the Arizona GOP job. Well, it, the, the, the audio tape uh, was released just on Tuesday afternoon. And in it, uh, he basically made some financial offers from, quote, powerful people back east to Kerry um, so she wouldn't run for the Senate. Well, we saw that. and you know, We followed very quickly. We have... Uh, sources that we feel are very credible who tell us that the powerful people back east were from the NRSC. That's the National Republican Senatorial Committee, uh, which ultimately is run by Mitch McConnell. Steve Daines, the senator from Montana, is the the head of it. You know, they rotate the head and then they have staff. So immediately Tuesday, we sent uh, a request for comment to both Steve Daines and uh, the political director of the NRSC to confirm or deny that report. Now, they didn't say anything to us, didn't respond, said nothing. And then late yesterday, Senator Daines chose to speak with NBC, not us, NBC, and issued what I would call a non-denial denial. He didn't answer that question. He said simply, well, that's the first I heard of that recording. And I think Carrie Lake is a great person, and, you know, she'd be a good Senate candidate. Well, you could have also said, I'm not from back east. I'm from up north. A very good point, Allie. Very good point. So uh, we have another uh, – we have also asked Senator McConnell to confirm or deny whether he was behind that offer. And, uh, again, when people either don't answer your question or – answer a different question to uh, a regime media outlet, it tends to suggest you're probably uh, in the right area. With well, uh, What I don't understand is, Michael Patrick Leahy, you know, you could say she's a flawed candidate. You could make that argument and that she should have won the election and she's too close to Trump, et cetera, et cetera. But there's basically two Democrats running out there. One's, one's an independent cinema technically, like Angus King is an independent or Bernie Sanders. They're Democrats, Democrat, and you got a and you got a hardcore Democrat with a uh, with a somewhat checkered past domestically. So she, I would have to say Carrie Lake is the favorite, even even if she only gets 40 percent of the vote, she'll prevail. Yeah, I would think uh, from the polling that I've seen, she has a, a slight lead over the Democrat, Ruben Gallego. Um, I don't know, you know, whether Kristen Sinema, the incumbent, quote, independent, uh, is really going to be in the race or not. But she polls uh, lower than either Gallego or Carrie Lake right now. But 
What I think is a little bit troublesome about uh, uh, former Chairman Jeff DeWitt, who I said I have, I'm friends with, uh, and I've been texting briefly with him since his resignation, but he hasn't really offered a lot. We tried to get him on the record about this. Um, yesterday afternoon, he chose to speak with NBC himself. And his comment, uh, basically, if you look at his resignation letter, do you remember when Marion Barry was caught smoking crack cocaine? Yes. Well, way the back bleep set me up. NBC? Yeah. The bleep set me up. Okay, well, his his resignation letter sounded a lot like Marion Barry, right? Okay. So then uh, uh, DeWitt uh, told NBC, I don't think Kerry can win. Uh, in the in the Senate race, in essence, well, yeah. I don't think you really do that. If even if you're an outgoing Arizona GOP chairman, it seems to be out of character with a with a, a chairman of the Republican Party in that state. Well, he said he said in in one of his uh, I think his resignation uh, statement that that she had threatened to release an even more damaging tape. What 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 do you think is on that more damaging tape? I don't know, but I will tell you this. I read his statement, uh, and he I can tell you for a fact that uh, one of the things that he said in there is not true. He claimed that in February of 2023, uh, Kerry Lake was working for one of his for a, his private company. That is factually untrue. He was the CEO of a company called Superfeed until January of 2023. I think he's got some shares in it. Uh, she has has publicly said that she has been a consultant to this superfeed company on and off, uh, but that he it was it's not his private company, and she didn't report to him. So I can tell you that is a factual misstatement by uh, uh, Jeff DeWitt. That I know for sure. He also told me when we met in December that he was going to be resigning from that from that superfeed job in January in order to take the uh, GOP chairmanship. And there's another person who's a CEO now of that company. Well, someone, I just got a text. I'm curious why she felt the need to record what was happening in her own house. Well, that's a very good question. I can tell you what she told Stephen Crowder earlier today. Yeah. Following up on something that she told uh, Garrett uh, Lewis, who is a talk show host on KFYI, the uh, uh, radio station in Phoenix, uh, yesterday, what she said is, now remember, he'd just been chairman for a couple weeks. Uh, she says, well, he called me up one day and said, I had to come to my house and t- talk to me about something. And um, and she said, okay, well, come on in, uh, which was a little bit unusual. I think, look, I think she thought perhaps something was coming, and she decided to record it. And uh, uh, But it was it's very unusual for the incoming chairman of a party to have that kind of conversation with a former gubernatorial candidate. And at that time, she was considering a Senate race. She didn't announce until October. Now, why did she release it? She told Stephen Crowder earlier today, and we've got a story up about this at ArizonaSunTimes.com, that uh, she hadn't listened to that recording for some time. And uh, she was listening it to the other day with her daughter. And her daughter said, well, that's pretty crooked. Uh, you can't let that stand. That's what she said. That's what she said was the timing of this release. 
I, who did he want to put in? That's the other thing. I mean, uh, you, you know, I, I don't think Andy Biggs wanted to wants to run for the Senate or anything like that. I mean, were there was there anybody in There's, the wings? I don't think he really had anybody in the wings. That, I mean, I would guess. Remember, he was the messenger from some powerful people back east. Right. Um, there was another. There's a sheriff, or Sheriff Lamb, who had, uh, I think, would, would have announced right about that time. Nice fellow, but doesn't have the chops to win a general election. Look, Kerry uh, Lake is going to be the the GOP nominee for the Senate in Arizona. And uh, like her or not, that's a fact. And uh, there really isn't any alternative, a superior alternative in that Senate race right now. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it, it seems to be very odd that uh, a chairman of a party would come in and have that kind of conversation with a leading candidate. I, I know look, look, the Republican state parties have not done very well lately. You've got the Florida party chair who had to resign after allegations of rape. Uh, you've got but the Arizona he's not going to be indicted chair. for rape. That's a big victory for, for him personally, not for the party. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah, it's a it's yeah. a mess. That's uh, it's a mess. It, then, it was a mess in Massachusetts. It's being cleaned up now, but it's it, a me- Michigan is a disaster for the GOP state uh, state party. It's it's all. Listen, uh, Michael Patrick Leahy. Where can people go if they want to read the stories uh, that you've been breaking about uh, about the Kerry Lake uh, secret audio recordings? The Arizona stories uh, are featured at ArizonaSunTimes.com. Also, our flagship is TennesseeStar.com. And, of course, I'm on Twitter at Michael P. Leahy. Michael P. Leahy. All right, Michael Leahy, thanks. Good to talk to you again, and uh, congratulations on breaking that story. I, You know, I can't say I'm terribly shocked to learn that Mitch McConnell seems to be the lead suspect. I don't think anybody is. Thanks, Michael Patrick Leahy. I'm Howie Carr. Did you know that between hosting a four-hour radio show, multiple media hits, political advocacy, and walking Roscoe the Wonder Pug. I call it a dog. Howie still finds time to write three columns a week. Oh, wow. Read his latest at HowieCarshow.com. Howie Carr is back. Today's poll question is brought to you by Perfect Smiles. Don't be fooled by imposters with similar names. If you're unhappy with your smile, you need to visit Dr. Bruce Houghton in Nashua. Call 1-844-A-PERFECT-SMILE or visit perfectsmiles.com. That's 1-844-A-PERFECT-SMILES or visit perfectsmiles.com. Taylor, what are the what's the poll question and what are the results thus far? Today's poll question, which you can vote in at HowieCarshow.com, is who most deserves jail time for contempt of Congress? Steve Bannon, Lois Lerner, Eric Holder, Peter Navarro, or Hunter Biden? Hunter Biden. Hunter has 55% of the vote, Eric Holder, 28%, and 15% say Lois Lerner. How many for Navarro, who got four months today? 1%. One percent, right? Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two nine eight zero. McConnell is making deals with Democrats to keep them in the majority. Obvious. 
I don't know if he wants him to be in the majority. I think he liked being majority leader. I think he'd like to be majority leader, but he doesn't want any uh, any wild cards in there, you know. I mean, Cruz right now is a wild card, you know, cutting up this uh, border deal. He doesn't. J.D. Vance is probably less uh, uh, malleable than he would uh, appreciate, and uh, you know he doesn't he doesn't need any more uh, Mavericks in there. He wants people like Cornyn. Tom Tillis, people like that. 844-500-4242. Doug, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, Doug. Hey, how are you? Good. I mean, you just touched upon it there, but while you guys were doing that conversation, like, you kind of buried the headline. Like, I mean, people have said it all along. McConnell, right? I mean, he, he is. This is the uniparty stuff, right? Very right. people that are actually going to represent the people. We've seen it in Massachusetts. We've seen it, obviously, in Arizona, right? Remember the, the person who is governor? She was running and hiding in a checker's bathroom a week before their election. Right. Like, I mean, terrible, a I terrible, mean, terrible candidate. Well, she, she was like a uh, Joe Biden in a skirt, you know? Right, but didn't, didn't remember, like, Mitch McConnell's father-in-law is the biggest cargo ship container guy in China, which means Chinese, CCP, owns 51% of his business. So, right. You, you never and and uh, uh, Elaine Chow, that's the that's his wife. Uh, she she quit the uh, she was the secretary of transportation and she quit on January 7th, you know, as part of this uh, whole uh, whole fable that, that there was an insurrection on January 6th. It's yeah, they, they were. Uh, yeah, he's he's definitely part of the uh, of the deep state. Mitch McConnell. He's one of these guys. He's like Ryan, you know, Ryan and, and McConnell. They started out as aides. Then they became congressmen. Ryan became the speaker, and McConnell was elected to the Senate. He's been there his whole life, just like Ryan was there his whole life, just like a lot of these guys. And, and you know, he's—I know he has the little Southern accent, but he's not from Kentucky. He's from—he's from the Beltway. Like Mark is Markey Ed Markey from Malden, Massachusetts? Hell no, he hasn't lived in Malden, Massachusetts in more than fifty years. He's from Chevy Chase, Maryland. Thanks for the call, Doug. Dave, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, Dave. You know, Howie, if it wasn't for Trump running away with everything, this this border deal deal that they were trying to hammer out, which doesn't do anything except allow more uh, illegal aliens to cross over and gives them semi-legal status, that had been done already. Right. Because the Republicans are so weak. They're a bunch of panty wastes, really. Worse than that. It's like the previous caller said. They're fellow travelers. They're part and parcel of the plot to destroy the country. And, um, you know, as far as these federal judges that Obama stacked the court with, I mean, listen, they, they had to be confirmed by Republican Senate. I know. I know. And, and most of them were confirmed by uh, huge majorities. Only two, three people would vote against most of these judges. Thanks for the call, Dave. Good points. We'll be back with Biden's cuts today. I'm Howie Carr. Live from the Matthews Brothers Studios. 844-500-4242. Joining us now is John from New York to discuss the uh, the markets. What's going on, John? Hey, Howie, uh, since we last talked, there's been a lot of big developments. So I'll just try and rumble three of them off for, for you and let everybody know. 
We talked uh, last time about oil, and uh, in fact, it has bottomed. Oil's up $8 a barrel in literally three weeks, so it's about 77 78 It bottomed about 69 and that looks like about the low. That's really helped Biden with the inflation numbers coming down. So uh, I think tomorrow you're going to get a, a, what they call the personal consumption and expenditure thing, and that will be a pretty good number. It, it's the measure the Fed uses because it's kind of represents a month ago of what happened in the data. But I would say that's probably going to be the bottom in the inflation data for some time. Yeah. And, and you know, it's it's not getting any better in the Mideast. I mean, they can't make any uh, any headway, apparently, uh, bombing the Houthis, you know, who, who never had any money when Donald Trump was president because Donald Trump didn't give any money, didn't allow Iran to have any money, so there was no money to give to the Houthis or Hezbollah or yeah, Hamas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're on all sides of these wars. Like you said before, I think the key is we got three wars going on. We got the the one in the Middle East, and we got uh, I feel like uh, Rick Perry now, but we have obviously the invasion on the southern border, and we have the Ukraine war. So you've got three wars going on. But there, there are three other things I want to let you guys know about. Somebody said to me, "How come stocks are going up?" And if you look every day, all this money is piling into artificial intelligence stocks. Right. And what companies are doing now, companies are coming out, it's, it's almost laughable. Every company's coming out saying, we're investing in artificial intelligence. Uh, you know, we might be able to use some of that in the White House. <laughs> it's kind of like radio companies a few years back. Oh, uh, yeah, the, uh, decline, uh, terrestrial radio advertising is declining, but don't worry, we're going into podcasting. Right, and, right exactly. And, or, or, the, or the big, uh, the big media companies buying uh, streaming services. Oh, it looks good, right, but guess what? They're not making any money off any of these things. Just like the radio companies didn't make anything off of podcasting. Yeah, it, it, I mean, eventually this will be a good technology. Well, first of all, it's a long story. But anyway, the other two things I want to alert you to, because they're, they're, I think they're really important. Tesla today obviously took down the whole uh, space, but the uh, the electric car business, as you know, has really gone from – the hype is over in that. Tesla stock, I just looked at this, it was down 25 bucks today. But the interesting thing is Tesla peaked two years ago at 415. So this thing's been cut in half. I mean, it's, it's simply amazing. And they're the only company that makes money in, in that space. So the electric you know, car party is over. But uh, more troubling, here's another one today and talking about the illegal aliens, Humana, which is a big provider of healthcare. This stock uh, in in October was five hundred and thirty dollars. It's three fifty today, and basically they got two problems today. They announced there was a resurgence of COVID, um, and they insure a lot of people, as you know, particularly senior citizens. There's the big uptick, but the other thing that they mentioned is their hospital costs are going through the roof. And the, and basically again, you import eight, ten, twenty million illegal aliens, and they use healthcare services. Everybody's competing for a right. limited supply of health services. And the so, government is picking uh, up the is picking up a hundred percent of the tab for illegal aliens. They're not even working under aliens. the table to get to get you know, at least they're getting a few bucks here and there working under the table selling drugs or human trafficking or something. But it, every every bit of health care is paid for by by you and me. Well, right. And then on top of that, what's going to happen in addition to that is your premiums are going to go up because Humana, in this case, they're a big insurer like United Healthcare. They're going to have to raise the insurance premiums going forward. So uh, so we're getting a double bang, sort of like the United Nations thing. So 
anyway, it's, uh, it, it is interesting. Some stocks are going on, mainly these artificial intelligence stocks. But again, I continue to like oil stocks because the other thing interesting about artificial intelligence uh, is that those chips use tremendous amounts of energy. They use double or triple the amount of a regular computer chip. So it's going to put a, a strain over time on the energy system. So anybody that has uh, desire or knows anything about the electrical grid, we're going to have to spend hundreds of billions of dollars over the next 10 to 20 years on that. So that's going to be a great investment area if you know anything about it, you know the companies involved in it. That's not a short-term phenomenon. What about commercial real estate? There again, the tremors uh, continue the, that I read about and that I hear about it. Just uh, you know, among uh, among people I know, I mean, commercial real estate is a, is a, is an impending disaster, isn't it? Yeah, the buildings don't go anywhere, but a lot of people, including pension funds like Calpers and others that have heavily invested in this stuff, are going to lose a fortune. The buildings eventually will be converted to apartments and. Uh, the losses are going to be massive. The banks are also on the hook for it. But it's but unlike say, you know, a stock like Umana where it drops you know 40 percent in two months, it's going to be a long protracted thing. We are starting to see softening in the residential market too in Florida and California. Um, this is another thing that come up. It's been an amazing week. Um, Hartford, which insures for AARP, they're one of the largest uh, insurers in the United States for senior right. citizens, and, and they offer pretty good rates, right? They're pulling out of California. They announced that yesterday. They're not issuing any new policies, and uh, I, I don't know what they're doing in Florida yet, but um, the Florida insurance crisis hasn't been solved, as you know, and it's really, according to the realtors I talked to, I've been looking at stuff down the Gulf Coast there. And the pileup in inventory on the, the, you know, below, I'm not talking ultra-luxury apartments, but, right. you know, stuff that's half a million or below, it's really having trouble getting sold because the insurance premiums are going through the roof, and uh, it just wrecks the economics, if you will. So the residential market in some of these coastal states could be subject to uh, sort of pullbacks. I, overall, though, with, you know, 12 million illegals or... I don't know. Tucker said yesterday Yale did a study, and there's actually 22 million. Uh, I didn't see the study or review it yet, but he was talking about it on the podcast he had. Uh, so I think overall residential real estate's fine. In fact, rents are continuing to go up. But I think in these coastal states where you have insurance problems, that could be a real problem. What a mess. And, and Biden is running around today in Wisconsin, uh, you know, touting all the jobs he's created. He, last week, he created a, 440 jobs in North Carolina. Today, he created 169 new jobs in Wisconsin. That's what he's saying. Yeah. Well, his, it, it, well he's been revised. You know, that data has been revised down a lot. And I've been spending some time with some people looking through that data. It does appear that a lot of those, that the, the labor market's really starting to get soft now. And, and it kind of makes sense. If cars are weakening and housing's weakening, I think you're going to see, I don't know if you're going to quite have a recession, but I think the job market's going to get a lot softer uh, in the next few months, uh, after, particularly after April when the tax bills are due. Uh, a lot of people this year are going to owe tax bills, maybe, um, that didn't do it, um, you know, right. that didn't owe tax last year because rates are up and their interest income's up. So I, I expect April, May, you're going to see a significant slowdown in the economy. Whether well, we you can you can see recession. it just in the in the lefties, the the Robert B. Reichs of the world are, are saying, well, we have to we have to restore the COVID protections, which is another way of saying welfare, right? 
higher welfare right, exactly. payments. We've got the people got people got used to the COVID protections of not paying rent, not paying student loans, higher uh, uh, child uh, child welfare payments, higher food stamp payments. We've got to restore the protections. It's not a good sign, is it, John? No, no. And the other thing is, too, I mean, obviously, I think some of the reason for the stock market rally is the fact that President Trump looks like he's on the rebound. But if there's any interruption in that path, right. I, I would not. Well, he's saying that on the he's saying that on the campaign trail, that he's the only thing keeping the market propped up. Well, I, I believe it, because if the market really expected another run of four years of this with the debt burden we have now, I think you'd really have a crack in it. So I think he's right. Wow. Okay, John. So uh, your your mar- your uh, your advice is uh, oil, energy stocks. Yeah, continue. Uh, there's two things I like. I always follow. Uh, they say respect your elders. Warren Buffett's buying oil on weakness. He buy- he likes Occidental. I-, I like Exxon. But if if oil goes down, these oil stocks look good. And the other thing is the senator from New Jersey. He he's good with gold, and so am I. Uh, you know and. Uh, <laughs> You know, how energy, the only way I know to get free energy is to put Corey Lewandowski in a room with women. But outside of that, uh, I think ExxonMobil looks pretty good. <laughs> a lot of the texters have been saying the same thing about Corey Lewandowski. I don't know what, he, I don't know what he's yeah. got, but he's, he's got something. Don't know many guys from Lowell that can pick up women like that, but he's, he's one of them. <laughs> All right, John from New York, I appreciate you checking in with us, and uh, feel free to check in with us again anytime uh, anytime you want, anytime you've got news. 844-500-4242, So we, we've got the, uh, the, the Biden remarks. Now, Biden's got a different take than John from New York, as you, as you might imagine. He's, it's, it's just been amazing what he's been able to, to accomplish. Take employment, for example. Cut 11. Good paying jobs. And employment has been the lowest, been below 4% for the longest stretch in 50 years. Employment has been the lowest, below 4% for the longest stretch in 50 years. 4% employment. Is he talking about illegal aliens? I think it's high for illegal aliens if he's talking about 4% employment. 844-500-4242, 844-500-4242. When running a business, your employees can create all kinds of interesting situations, like somebody not showing up when they're supposed to. You better talk to Bambi. With Bambi, get access to your own dedicated U.S.-based HR manager starting at just $99 per month. They're available by phone, email, and real-time chat, so onboarding and terminations run smoothly, team members reach peak performance, and your business stays, stays compliant with changing HR regulations. And with Bambi's HR Autopilot, you'll automate important HR practices like setting policies, training, and feedback. HR managers can easily cost eighty grand a year, but Bambi starts at $99 per month. Schedule your free conversation today to see how much Bambi can take off your plate. Visit Bambi.com and type Howie Carr under radio when you sign up. Spelled B-A-M-B-E-E dot com Howie Carr under radio. B-A-M-B-E-E dot com 
Howie Carr under radio. I'm Howie Carr. The Howie Carr Show. He's Howie Carr. 844-500-4242. Jim, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, Jim. Hey, Howie, how are you? Good. Hey, what do you think the chances are that uh, Biden and uh, Trump will have a presidential debate this year? I'm going to guess slim, fat, and none. And fat and slim just left town. What do you think? I think it'd be I think it'd be one of the best comedies we've seen all year. What do you think? <laughs> it would be, but it's not happening. I mean, he can't. He no, can't. I don't, de- think, I don't think so either. Yeah. yeah. I thought yeah. I put it out there. Something to think about. No, it would be great. It would be great entertainment. Thanks for the thanks for the call, Jim. You could see him from 2012 when he went up against uh, Paul Ryan, and he was semi coherent. Obviously, not the brightest bulb on the Christmas tree, but he could he could speak in complete sentences to 2020 when he was having a lot of problems to to now when he is just non-compass mentis not of sound mind chris you're next with howie Carr. go ahead chris yeah howie this is chris portland maine love your show thanks so i'm a i'm a electrician and we're on break today on congress street there's like 20 of us taking a break you know having cigarettes smoking Right, and three guys walking, three guys walking to the park. The grandfather, the father, and the grandson, all tattooed, smoking up. And I, I'm kind of a talkative guy. I'm like, "Hey, you guys on your break?" Like, "Oh no, 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 we we don't work." I'm like, "What do you mean you don't work?" Like, "Oh, grandpa's got a bad back. My knees are bad." And I'm like, "Well, what about the kid on the skateboard? He can't work." Your grand, grand grandson? He's like, "Oh no, they rip you off. There's no work out there." So like 20 of us, we're all like flabbergasted. They all kind of listening to hear what they had to say. And I'm like, well, what are you guys doing today? And they're like, oh, we're going to work on Bob's truck, and we go fishing later, and we're going to play cards tonight. And I'm like, every day Saturday, isn't it? And like, yeah, yeah, basically. It's, it, it's sad drunk. that that's the way it is in Portland, Maine. Portland, Maine used to be a working class city and now it's now it's those three guys are emblematic of the whole situation you know and then they're, they're not even uh, you know illegal aliens just or, or people seeking quote unquote asylum those are those are local people just nobody does anything it's the welfare state it's it's pitiful i wonder if they were working before covid chris i kind of doubt it from what you say no, what do no, you think no the grandfather they all had excuses and sorry and and then they walked away and they said, you guys are doing a great job. Keep it up. Like <laughs> It's like the old bumper sticker said, uh, Chris, you know, uh, keep working. Millions on welfare are uh, relying on you. That's the, you guys, you electricians, there were, those guys, those three guys, are, they'll be thinking of you tonight when they're playing cards, drinking shots, smoking legal weed. Pitiful. Thanks for the call. David, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, David. Yeah, I just want to say the quality of workers nowadays is pathetic, basically. Yeah. Um, we're lucky to have people even show up for work, let alone do the job 
have required. Yeah, I think it's gotten worse since COVID, though. I, I mean, it was going downhill for it's been going downhill for a long time, but uh, people got used to not working, and uh, they've they've they. I I still think being on welfare is is a harder habit to break than uh, heroin. You know, it, when people when people go on, you know, disability or SSI when they're young, like that uh, kid on the skateboard that uh, that Chris was just talking about on Congress Street in Portland. I mean, they they just they never go off. I mean, that was the thing about Trump's economy. That was one of the 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 real indications of how strong it was. They always they said for many years that anyone who went on SSI, you know, which is basically, you know, uh, supplemental security income, it's called, but it's it's basically welfare for the quote unquote disabled, including the mentally disabled, so called. They, it, you once you went on SSI, you never got off. But the economy was so good under Trump that they got they got at least three four percent of them off, which no, was a miracle. Nobody ever thought it could it could take place, and and it did. Thanks for the call, uh, David. Greg, you're next with Howie Carr. Go ahead, Greg. Hi, Howie. Hi. I'd like to talk about. Uh, I'm a delivery guy up in Maine. And I go into several drugstores and listen to the elderly people find out what their uh, copay is, and they can't afford it, and they walk out without medications, but yet we're giving everything to the immigrants. How is that right? It's it's not right. I mean that's the that's the case in in every uh, every aspect of life. How about how about all the uh, the Americans uh, with low incomes? And fixed incomes who've been living in these uh, hotel, these little motels, uh, the moderately priced, lower priced motels, and and all over the country they're being uh, evicted and ousted because the the government will pay more for the illegal aliens. How, how is it that you know you can't, if you're a citizen you can't loiter in Logan Airport in Boston, but if you're an illegal alien you can live in the airport and have everything delivered to you? Yes. Uh, my wife, my wife's previous job, um, she worked for a company that was actually paying the bills to house these people, and she got so sick of it she had to leave. Yeah, I mean, how how'd you like to be living in Brunswick, Maine, in, in, a, in a pretty ritzy part of the state when you get right down to it near Bowdoin? And you need it. You need one of those subsidized apartments that they just built, and they say no Americans need apply. If you're from Nigeria, though, come right in. You get free free rent for two years, and then you'll get a subsidized, subsidized rent. What about the American citizens?